Hi friends and awesome moms. What you're about to hear is a conversation I had with my mother, which reflects our last class. I brought up some of the questions that came up in our awesome mom session in order to further our understanding, gain more clarity, and perhaps fill in some gaps. My mother, Mrs. Horowitz, is a parenting expert. She's taught hundreds of mothers in Baltimore and has done a pretty good job herself. She's also graciously shared her curriculum with us. I hope that our little rehash will help us continue in our pursuit of awesome momness. And with that, Ima. Ima, I want to talk to you today about uh, the topic of being a victim. How did we get to this topic? Is that we were talking about the effects of angry, uh, anger, I should say, and expressing expressing anger to our children. And one of the effects that we discussed were was that when we express anger, we send a message to the children that people can make us angry, and that our reactions, it's it, you know, it's kind of like pointing fingers. Our reaction points a finger to whoever triggered it. Um, and without saying it, we're ba- what, we're, what we're giving over the message is that you, I'm not in charge of my anger and you're, whatever you're doing is causing this reaction. You're responsible for my, my, for my anger. Exactly. Exactly. So that's like the least empowering message. And in, and so, so when we were talking about that, we said, okay, now what are things we can do just as a tangent? What are things we can do to empower taking, like taking the children to take responsibility for their um, reactions, feelings, expressions, all that. So I would say, you know, what kind of things could we do to help kids not to feel like a victim to their, the, you know, the people around them, their situations, things like that. What would you, what would you say? So as you said before, um, one of the most empowering things we can help a child learn is that they make choices and their behavior is, is a choice. It's not dictated to by anyone else. Um, I think I learned this early on because certain things that you kids would do, I would get very angry and I would think to myself, they're making me angry. But then Abba would walk into the room and Abba wasn't angry at all. So (laughs) clearly if the kids were making me angry, why were they not making him angry? And they were doing the exact same thing. And it dawned on me that, um, I wasn't being made angry. I was choosing to be angry um, and I could choose to not be angry. So um, anger is is a choice. Um, responding, I, well, let me back up a minute. It's not so simple. I wouldn't say that anger is a choice, but how you respond to the anger. Different people have different um, um, personalities and different different makeups and um, certain personalities um, are passionate personalities, shall we say. And um, that passion sometimes comes out as, ang- as anger if a person does not control themselves. So um, 
whereas the person's not making you angry, the person might be doing something that with your personality might elicit a certain response if you don't control yourself. Um, the person, the, the, the action itself is not making you angry. You're choosing to respond with anger. It might, like I said, it might be because of your personality that you have a certain metia to respond a certain way, but you also have a choice. A choice. You're a human being. There's stimulus, and then you have, there's a response to that stimulus. Uh, human beings, by the very fact that we have Bechira, have the ability to respond differently, even if their initial response to their, their, um, Initial response, um, their their natural, yeah, natural response would be anger. Doesn't mean they need to respond that way, okay? And the the younger child learns that they have a choice in how they respond, and that they can control themselves. They have they have um, control over their responses. The more the more powerful they are, that's incredibly empowering. You can't make me do anything now. Um, that that's something that some kids will come out with and some parents don't want to hear it. But the reality is that, um, that's right. I can't make you do anything. Okay. This is another topic, but when a child says that, that that's a very important lesson for the child to learn. That's right. Only you can, and you can choose to do what's right. It's a very, very powerful lesson. Okay. So, um, when, when, um, why would why would a mother not want to hear that? Why would a parent not want to hear that? Because we want to control our children. We want to tell them to do whatever we want them to do. Um, pick up the toys, go to bed, eat your supper. Um, you can't tell me you can't control me. It's true. I can't control you. That's true. Right. But what I can is I can teach you what the right thing to do is. And I know you want to do the right thing. Right. Okay. So I want anyone to choose to do the right thing. It's really a little bit of a different topic. Right. I was going to say. But, um, okay. But this goes along with you, you can choose to not be angry. You can choose not to hit him. You can choose not to fight. You can choose to tell someone, um, yeah, I like what I'm wearing. You don't like what I'm wearing. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to play into you. Bullying. I'm not going. To, you don't like an orange shirt? Well, I do. Where that's fine. Therefore, what? So what if you don't like it? So what if it's sissy? So what if it's nebby? So what if it's whatever the term is nowadays? Okay. Therefore, what? Um, to help our children just not agree and accept to be a victim, um, to be bullied. Um, I think we have to deal a lot more nowadays with the what we what we're calling victims and the bully. The bully is um, very easily denuded or neutered. Um, actually, is the word um, when the victim refuses to be one. There can't be a bully without a victim. We have to empower our children now to be victims. Right. So that's something. That's one of the things I I I told the ladies that I remembered that. As kids, if we ever said that, you know, someone insulted us, she said that it's ugly. And then you would say, well, what do you think? Do you think it's ugly? And if the answer is no, it's like, okay, cool. 
So there's nothing like right. so therefore what? That's her that's her opinion and that's your opinion. That's good. She has a right to her opinion and you have a right to yours. Right. Okay, that's very empowering. I don't need to to think something's pretty because someone else does, and I don't think need to think something's ugly because someone else does. We're different people and we have different perspectives and we see things differently and that's fine. Right. Is it is it harder for some kids to are some kids more ju- like inclined to for justice? Like I find with my children and I also find with adults in different adults in my life, like I, I find that some people are more inclined for justice. Like it's very nice that it's not insulting me and I'm, in, I'm, I'm, you know, taking control of my sensitivity, but that person should not say that. Is there any place for that? Um, you asked two different questions now. Uh, the okay. first you said, are there children that are more like that? And then you said, is there a place for that? Those are two different questions. Um, well, are there children like that? A hundred percent. They're okay. born it's with a, a nature? sense of justice. It's, a nature, it's, a, it's very much a nature, okay. very much a nature. It's something that that child has to learn to understand that um, fairness is not, It's it, the, the world isn't fair. It just isn't. They don't control justice. They, they don't control other people, no matter how unjust they feel it is. They can't demand justice. The world doesn't work that way. Um, and it's a hard pill for a lot of kids to swallow. Um, these kids are very sensitive very often. They do care about, about equality and about people that are not treated well. And they're extremely sensitive. And um, they cannot stand hypocrisy. And they, 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 the social justice is something that is extremely important to them. Um, but it, and it's a nature. It's a nature. Um, so your first question was, are there children like that? Yes. Um, the second was, do they have a right? And that's, it's not about a right or a wrong. It's, it's that, you know, they, they can, they, they can choose to rally the call for social justice in their lives if that's what they want to do. Or they themselves can just become people that are extremely sensitive to others and caring about others and realize that um, one of the greatest ways to show chesed as a Jew is to accept people for who they are and not demand that everyone be exactly the same. That that's probably the greatest um, the greatest chesed, to, to um, appreciate other people, appreciate that people are different and um, help society by, by being a model of it, to accept all different types of people and realize that, you know, that we're not all the same and we're not supposed to be. Right. Right. So I, yeah, so I have, I have one with this nature and um, my goal I have is more than one, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, and they grew up and they're fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my goal is always to, to, acknowledge the 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 reality that they're understanding you know you're right you're right that that's not right but then what meaning pulling them to the next step because um you know it's nice that I'm like I couldn't care less about what if other people are right or wrong I'm just like you know pat pass it right over but um just to just to acknowledge that they're that there is a place, there is a place for, you know, for justice. But like you, you always told us also, you know, we're not God's policemen. And if there's, you know, if there's no, 
if there's no, no, if, if I'm not in the position to, to do anything, it's not, it's not important. It's just not important. It's just hard when, to, to, when a kid is so sensitive to it, to tell them that, that, that it's not important. Well, I, I don't know if we want to say, did I use those words? It's not important. It's no, not no, that it's not I did. important. You, it's, okay. It's not that it's not important. It's that I, I only have a certain amount of time in my life. I only have a certain amount of energy. I'm going to choose how I'm going to spend that. Now, you're not going to have that that you know philosophical conversation with your child. But we are going to tell so to your child is, is there something we can do about it? Is there something we can do about it? And if there's something we can do about it, then let's do it. If there's nothing that we could do about it, let's spend our time and our energy do something that is positive, right? If if Rachel is being mean to Leah, right, and there's nothing we could do about Rachel, we could just really be nice to Leah. Let's do something that can try to help the situation without doing something that we have no control over, trying to do something we have no control over. That That's the message here. And, and, and justice is important, and, and sensitivity is important, and being kind is important. Um, and not letting people get away with things is important. But if I have no, I'm not, like you said, you know, if I'm not a policeman, there's nothing I can do to Rachel, and there's something I can do for Leah, let me focus on that. And that's also a very important thing to teach children. We can't make everything right. We're not God. When kids get older, um, teenagers, you can begin to speak to them about the fact that whatever happens, is mishpat, but that's mishpat is tzedek in, in the God's world. We don't understand it. We don't know why that person's being bullied. We don't understand. We don't understand it. But it's a little bit of a of a nechama to me. If I can't do anything about Rachel, okay. But God wanted it that way. But I can do something about Leah if that's in my control, and that's what God wants me to do. And that's why I think it's important for us to think about what is in my control. Because if it's in my control, I have the chira, I have the choice to do something good. So it's, it's such an important lesson to teach children what choice, where, where are my choices and what is the best choice that I can make. I don't have choices with everything. Some, some things I would like to do, but I can't do it. It's not, not, it was not put in my, um, my control to do. God didn't give me that control. So I have to find something that isn't my control. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's nice. Um, Another thing I thought of was, I don't know if you can expound on this, but just these are just things that I remembered from when we were little. Another thing is when that the classic, um, she's bothering me, he's bothering me, he's bothering me. Here in Israel, we say umat benoti. Everything's mat benoti. You know, so the kids say that a lot. And um, as kids, you said you're choosing to, you said you're choosing to be bothered. You know, he's doing this and this and you're choosing to be bothered. Someone can't bother you. Someone can do something and you can choose to be bothered by that. Um, And, you know, as kids, you don't want to hear that. It's like extremely annoying. But then over time, it sinks in that like you really could, you really could decide how how you understand, how you perceive. So I had that recently with my kids and they started doing, she's annoying me. He's annoying me, annoying me. Even the little one, like he annoying me. <laughs> she got the words down. She got, she got it down. <laughs> he annoying me. They get it down. They yeah, get it at down. two years old. She's, um, so, 
so I, I, I was, I, I, I did it in a little bit of a different way. I, I kind of like had a conversation about it. Like how does someone annoy someone? What does that mean? Like how, like as once you, you, you're using it as a verb. So like once it's a verb, you're like, what is that? What, what, how does someone annoy someone? And then, and then we broke it down. Like he's make, he's making loud noises. So you're like, oh, so he's making loud noises. You know, it, it was an interesting conversation, but it was a similar idea. That's, that's excellent. That's excellent. You're giving it a name and then you're saying he's making loud noises. Well, okay. And you're, and you're being annoyed by that. So what is in your power to change that? And you go to another room, you don't hear it. You put earphones on, you don't hear it. Exactly. You ha- you can choose to do something so that the annoying, you're no longer annoyed. Um, or you can just choose not to be annoyed. And then the other thing, of course, is when, when, when you know, again, Rachel's annoying Leah and Leah chooses not to be ignored. All of a sudden, Rachel stops the annoying behavior, whatever it is, because she's not, she's not achieving what she set out to achieve with that annoying behavior. Um, just a, one other thing that I just want to stick in here. When you're talking about annoyances and, and kids doing things that are bothering other kids, you have to ask yourself as a parent, what's going on here? Why does that child feel the need? Or why does that child have so much time on their hands that all they're doing is, is doing obnoxious behaviors that are going to set other kids off? Yes, you want, you, you want, it, you want to teach the children um, that they can choose not to be upset. You want to teach those children that they can choose other responses. You also want to, as a, as a parent, want to see what, is, what are the dynamics going on in your house that that's, that that's happening. And sometimes there are things that you can change so that Everyone doesn't have to be on on hyper alert to make good choices all the time because that's not so easy for little children. Um, you know, what is it? Does that child need more to do? Does that, is that child upset about something? Um, are they sad? Are they desperately needing attention or not so desperately just needing attention to try to figure out what is going on with that child so that, um, you know, you can meet their needs so that maybe there'll be fewer um, opportunities for them to spend their time doing, you know, with annoying behaviors, something to think about. Right. Well, that's, that is very interesting. And it's actually a different topic that's on my mind to discuss. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Okay. You know, okay. kids that need, okay, that kids that need, um, constant stimulation and you know, how to, how to navigate that. That's going to be for, a for another week. This is, it's a, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's not a, a topic that you can say, okay, now I learned this and I'll teach it to my kids and it'll never happen again. It's human nature to want to change the other person. That's human nature. I always, I, you know, I, I this a little bit fits in here. I, I always, you know, Rifki Torsky, our cousin, Rifki Gans, who was a therapist. Um, I once asked her if she does marital therapy and she said definitely if she does it very, very little. I said, why? She says, because when a person comes to therapy, they want to change themselves. When a couple can, comes to therapy, they want to change the other one. I thought it was very insightful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's human nature that in a, in a relationship, uh, what I do is fine. It's what you do that's the problem, right? You're annoying me. I'm, I don't have a problem. You do. Stop annoying me, Okay. Whereas if we train children from a very young age, it's not what the, the person might be doing something that could be annoying. You don't have to choose to be annoyed and you can choose to respond in a different way. And most of the time when you choose, when you make those good choices, 
miraculously, the kids, the other one stops annoying you. Um, you know, uh, and, and that's, that's a, an important, one of the most important lessons to, to teach your children that, that they are in control of their emotions. Tremendously, tremendously empowering. Yeah. Yeah. Another way, another way that I'm just thinking right now is really just to bring it out that the way that we can teach most things, like we always say is by modeling it. So just speaking out, you know, um, speaking out why I do things, you know, sometimes some of us who are less verbal or expressive, just kind of like do things in our head and not speak them out. But when I'm around the kids, I can say, you know, how come, you know, that per- it comes up here. It comes a lot while, while we're driving. Cause you know, it's a tad aggressive around here. So, you know, one of my kids will be like, he, you know, it's your turn to go or he, he, sh- he didn't stop. And then I'll say, yeah, you're right. But you know, I just have to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Or if someone cuts me off and I wave and I smile and they say, have a good day. And then I say, you know, he did something that he's not supposed to do, but that doesn't mean I have to be annoyed. I can just, you know. Or give me license to be obnoxious back or to be do something not nice back. His behavior should not dictate mine. Right. So just another to, good, yeah, like um, just good to line. express, you know, why, why I'm rea- if, if, if in fact I'm doing a good job of that, just to express why I am. Cause you know, then it's less, it's hard for kids to hear, you know, you should say this to that person, but when you do it, mm-hmm. then it's the best way to, mm-hmm. to teach that. And, and I just want to, I just want to commend you for what you mentioned before about, um, t- you know, dissecting with your children, what the annoyment, what the annoying behavior is. Um, okay. What do you mean they're annoying you? Oh, they're screaming in your ear. Oh, so say he's screaming in my ear. That's what he's, Mm -hmm. that's what he is doing. Now, how are you going to respond to it? Are you going to choose to be annoyed? Are you going to choose to be annoyed? Um, That's, that's your choice. Okay. How else can you respond to that? What could be another choice? You know, and, and the more you speak to them, like the more they'll begin to think that way. They'll stop thinking he's annoying me. He's bothering me. They'll think he's screaming at me. Okay. What are my choices? He's hitting me. What are my choices? You know, that is a very empowering and it teaches children to be resourceful and, and, um, um, to be able to deal with difficulties in life. Things are, people are going to do things that are mean and nasty and overwhelming. And how am I going to respond? So you're giving them tremendous tools with them understanding that they have choices and it's, it's not that they're, it, I can't, I, I can't commend you enough for that, how you are helping them to see that what the other person is actually doing. Actually, he's actually doing a behavior. Let's see what that behavior is. And now what are my choices when someone does that behavior? Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much.